bacon bit. Oh, hello everyone. Welcome to our bacon bit. Mm. What is this? We're here to a regular bacon bit. What's going on here? Thursday bacon bits are weird. Why are we doing? It's not exactly Thursday if you're not listening on a Thursday. But it it just seems weird to me to release a bacon bit on a Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Are people going to want this? Probably not. <laughs> We're still doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> and we've got a guest. Yay! We do. You, a you know what? A bacon bit? I know. That's, well, we've done it before, but we have a very special guest returning. Someone <gasps> that the fans have been craving for about two years. In fact, there was a petition. Oh my gosh, you guys can see her too? I thought she was just like my imaginary friend. Yeah, well, you have those. Yeah. But we actually, this one's real? we can see this one as okay, well. Okay, excellent. Yeah. In fact, we brought her for a very special reason. It's Emily. Emily! Emily! remember emily she was on our Shyamalan show she was on our time travel show stuck in a snow globe for a long time we're not yeah, going to bring out. that up right. we weren't going to talk about the force awakens show <laughs> we're not uh, oh, vindicated <laughs> emily <laughs> oh here we go but uh, she's I mean, not wrong I mean, I mean. for so, those of i was gonna say for those of people who uh, may not know who you are hmm. who may not who this may they may have started bacon cell fairly recently give us a brief synopsis of who you are and how you know us it's been a while, so I am Emily. I've I've been referred to a lot on this show. I've it's been true. told. Yeah, lot, wait, you don't listen. You don't listen. <laughs> wow, Emily. I do. I do. Yeah, sure. No, we brought you up a ton in our one of our most recent episodes, the Sundance Which, episode. If there was any episode I should have been on in the last two years, it was that one. That's why you're here now. That's why you're here now. Knowledge, but yes. Ken has a lot too, so it's fine. Yeah, and Emily, <laughs> it's fine. I mean, I have a lot of Salt Lake Sundance knowledge, but he's perfectly adequate at Sundance. Yeah. And, so. and Emily, I do have to say that one of my favorite things about Sundance is your recap of Sundance oh, at moviesandmayhem.net, mm-hmm. which is, you, you give just very good insight into these movies that are out there, uh, more Thanks. so than maybe other people that go to Sundance and write blogs and are on this podcast. Wow. Wow, um, just but, throwing me under the bus <laughs> like the three of you. Hey, Joel. His reviews are perfectly adequate. Perfectly That's adequate. That's what I heard today. Yeah. Perfectly <laughs> adequate. Uh, yeah, actually, that was what I guess I should have said on my intro is that I, well, I've known Kent for a, a long, long time. time. Yeah. Like 2000, 2001? Yeah, well, 2002, actually. Just say 20 years. Yeah, 20, nearly Whoa. 20 years. Yeah, nearly 20 years. That's messed yeah. up. <laughs> and then um, you, go, you go to Sundance, but you don't go like Kent with the frou-frou card and, and red carpet service. I, uh, I did this year. <laughs> what? This was Emily's first year as an accredited press member. But through that, I think I only saw like two or three extra movies. Yeah, that way. But, but you yeah, didn't pay I, as much. I didn't pay as much. I saved, you know... And so 75 bucks. <laughs> one of the things that she got to do, which we only took advantage of one day, was the the press theater where mm. they just have movies that just play and you don't know if they're good or bad, but you kind of get in line and hope for the best. Isn't that what Sundance is? But yeah. you don't How pay is it all. Different? But oh, it's okay. o- and it's only press, whereas every other oh. screening is basically sold out. Uh-huh. This one may not be. Because mm-hmm. I mean, also, be press critics are jerks. Oh, yeah. What? They, yeah. They, I mean, you, everyone knows entitled. this about me. Breaking news on bacon sale. <laughs> Uh, people like critics had their phones out mm-hmm. in what? critics Laptops. screenings. Really? Yeah. yeah. And these are that very is a breach of protocol. Like, also, they left early before the movie was like they're like 20 minutes. Early is it just even. is it's it just, just movie like, saturation? And they're like, who no, cares? Forget they're it. playing the game. Yeah. These are really national nationally syndicated critics that mm-hmm. are with like big organizations. And what they're doing is playing the game of I'm going to watch most of this movie, but there's another movie starting downtown. So I need to get to that one or that I've, seen I've seen as many enough. As possible. I can write a yeah. review on it. That's terrible. Yeah, so they're playing the game. Mm-hmm. It's kind of gross. In fact, I'm like, 
these people made these movies so you'll give them buzz and you're on your freaking phone. Well, just what if imagine, they're giving them buzz on the phone? Just imagine yeah, a thing yeah. like, like live tweeting. Imagine a thing like Sixth Sense is playing mm-hmm. at Sundance exactly. and they watch like the first half hour and then yeah. they walk out I'm and they're good. like, that's kind of slow. Didn't seem yeah. like it was going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. And then everyone's like, it's great. And they're like, oh, crap. Yeah. I got real triggered though. Good. But thankfully, it, Emily was there to <laughs> enjoy it with me. In fact, so we, what we want to do on this show is not review every single movie we saw, but give the highlights. We want to talk about what we saw. Welcome most to our of it first 36-hour episode. Yeah. Oh, we, we have had Woo-hoo. an hour and five-minute bacon bit before. Uh, our, I think that Roscoe was like hour 15. No Mercy. longer a bacon bit. We're going to do it maybe 30, 40 minutes. Let's try for that. Okay. But we're going to mm-hmm. get some highlights and lowlights and some in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I'm Jake excited. and I are going to sit here and say, uh-huh. Yeah, these are movies you've never heard of. Uh-huh. <laughs> some of uh-huh. them might not ever see the day. That yeah. sounds interesting. So, so do you guys want to start like with the middle, the best, or the worst? Let's go worst to first. Worst to first. I'm in. Okay. Okay. Do, do we have the same worst? No, we don't. We don't? No. I'm, I'm, oh, because, okay. <laughs> I thought we did. Emily doesn't even need notes. Emily, tell, tell <laughs> us what movie, and I will give the synopsis. <sighs> My worst, and I was really excited about this movie, was Tesla starring Ethan Hawke. Well, is this a car reference? He plays Nikola Tesla. Oh. The, so, the like intriguing David Bowie did in, in The Prestige? Yes. Yeah, so I was this, excited about that because I was like, sounds I promising, love The Prestige. Honestly. <laughs> uh, Ethan Hawke is in Tesla. So it's the intriguing life of Nikola Tesla. Oh, no, you started at the worst. A young man in NYC, or New York City. He rises through industry through industry in a constant competition with Thomas Edison in an attempt to create the perfect power source for a growing nation. So it's a biopic. Yes. Yeah, so I was super excited about it. And this it. is on your worst? It was. Easily. Like, but hands why? down. But why? It was so, so, so dull. I fell asleep like pretty early on. <laughs> so, wait, so, wait, 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 so hold on. You just got after all those critics for leaving after five minutes. I woke minutes. up. I woke Everyone, up. Okay. Not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> Emily is like nine and a half months pregnant right now. Yeah, it's crazy. The doctor's like, don't go to Sunday. And she's like, I need to. Baby, stay in there. And she, so, she, like, her. Her feet are hurting. Yeah, it's hard to move, mm-hmm. and she still came to it, like a dozen movies. Park City, just and so if she needed a nap, I'm like, yeah, you do your thing. I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> but I t- was only asleep for I think five minutes. Yeah, yeah. on that one, honestly, but Tesla he didn't even notice. <laughs> Tesla was this experience where Ethan Hawke, I thought, did a very good performance. Yeah, but they kept it so much on the cheap that all of their backgrounds were fake, like canvas sheets. Mm-hmm. Like when he's walking through, like. The, the, the valley intentionally so intentionally like, yeah. it was, they were trying to set themselves apart by being super stylistic and like breaking the fourth wall constantly totally. with just like which really, was funny for me for a it, time it got old really there was fast. a narrator so his love interest and I say that because there's no real passion in this movie at all no uh, she is narrating and she goes if you google Nicholas or Nikola Tesla right now you'll find this and this and then you're like google but what? if you google Thomas Edison, he's got way more results. Like literally, like that's how. Like they're talking at the bar, and Edison pulls out his phone. He's you're like, okay, I'm confused, and it's funny. And there's a music video at the end of everybody wants to wants to rule the world. What? And he does a karaoke scene at the very end of the movie for no reason. And it's meant to be comical. Do I need to Google when karaoke entered the U.S.? Because I'm pretty sure that's anachronistic. He invented it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) It's Japanese invented it. So, miss potential. Ethan Hawke in a better movie as t- as Tesla would be awesome, yeah. but not this one. Um, it just it just was like this Wikipedia page trying to come to life and be interesting, but it couldn't have been. So it's more Bohemian lifeless. Rhapsody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, is this your worst yeah. as well? No, it is not. Oh, okay. In fact, I only give that one a C because I did like Ethan Hawke so much. Yeah, you are kind of infatuated. I really, he really is. am. Yeah. Uh, the, my least favorite movie. It's uh-huh. one I actually kind of hated. It's called Scare Me, and I shouldn't hate it because listen to the synopsis. During a power outage, two two strangers tell scary stories. 
The more Fred and, and Fanny commit to their tales, the more the stories come to life in their Catskills cabin. The horrors of reality manifest when Fred can, confronts his ultimate fear. So he is a, an aspiring writer, and he's like, I'm going to go to the cabin in the woods to write a story. Where are the Catskills? It's in upstate New York. No, oh. I think it's in Washington. Oh, God. It's somewhere in states. It's New York. Okay. It's New York. Yeah. I remember okay. them mentioning that. And so this writer who is a bestseller, she, there's a power outage. She comes and they say, let's tell scary stories. It's like Mary Shelley. And as they do, yes, as they do, there, the sound effects start coming in. There are some cool creature effects too. And mm-hmm. you're like, I like they where this is going because this could be really funny and scary. And it is played 100% for laughs. In fact, it loses all of its edge. It's one. It's a comedy. There is no horror here except for a really rushed ending. So they're trying to go for like Evil Dead? No, no not, it, even, not that. even that. Not okay. even that. It was, you, it's more like an improv show. Honestly. It really was. Like, man, I hate like, those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, that improv, bad? Wow. Imp- improv is good. But when you have a movie about improv yeah. where the stories really go nowhere and you're like, you had a movie to write. Why didn't you finish that story? Why wasn't it scary? And honestly... There are character types. There's one super, super feminist that hates all white straight men. And then there's him being a straight white man who's as dumb Very as fragile, a bag of rocks. You know, yeah. you know and it's they, they're character types. And it, I hated it. Because you're a white straight man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just, just triggered. <laughs> I was going to ask you guys, by the way, Ken, how many movies total did you end up seeing this last time? 11. 11 movies? Yes, 11 movies. 12. And you said, to, oh, Emily oh, Yes. <laughs> Kent would have seen another, but he... Went on a date. I did go on a date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We would have been even. But so how many movies in common did you have? Most of them. I think all, all but two. All but two. Okay. Yeah. So you guys both saw both the movies well, you just I, talked about. Yeah. So I saw that one too. And I was really looking forward to this one. I was, I thought it was a great concept, but it was total miss potential. And if they had um, leaned more into this character driven story and actually embraced the horror element of it, where like you kind of learn more about each person between each story they tell could have been like really, really great. Yeah. But they just, it's like you were watching it an hour, 20 minutes into it. You're like, do they realize that like there needs to, something needs to actually happen in this movie? What needed okay. to just happen is their stories the actually needed to come to life. Yeah. And like terrorize. a scary story is telling the dark. Absolutely. Kind of oh yeah. Either okay. that or like you actually are learning more like these people can't be trusted. Like they're, to- they're total strangers. Like they could be dangerous or, to each other. Or that she is actually a murderer and she lured yeah, exactly. him there yeah. to yeah. tell scary stories and steal everything. Like yeah. it goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. And of course, like every Sundance movie this year, there is a 15 minute drug trip that they show for some reason. <laughs> yeah. You're like, cut it out of the movie. Can I be mm-hmm. your final editor, please? <laughs> Get rid of this right now. And then, like you said too, every both of the characters were these total stereotypes of just the most annoying people you can imagine on Twitter mm-hmm. where there's like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's what they were. Like yeah. they were like a Twitter feed come to life where they weren't real yeah, people that's scary. Yeah, for real. Like they were just like kind of these like blue check mark obnoxious people like to hear themselves talk. And so it's just like, like knives out. they were so unlikable. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. really was. It was like knives out. I yeah. like knives so, out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, we yeah. spent a lot, a lot of time on these. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we want to skip a lot of the ones that people may never hear about? Well, I'd like to hear, was, was there any like huge misses like swung big or any well, like Tesla weird plots or, yeah, like kind of there, in the middle. There's no ones. Coco di Coco does. So, <laughs> so scare me and Tesla are your both your bottom. Absolutely. Picks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's what the problem was. Emily and I we chose mostly horror because that's our genre yeah. of choice. Mm-hmm. So there was no like Daniel Radcliffe the farting lifeboat thing. Hey, that, I wish. That pretty great. I freaking <laughs> wish there were. Okay. okay. But yeah. this year, like we went and saw all these horror films and we're like, okay, it's slow burn. I'm into this hereditary and the witch did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Surprise me. And then they get to the end and you're like. 
oh, a high concept movie about mental illness. Okay. And they, <laughs> they kind of go nowhere. <laughs> you know, the Joker, but not good or entertaining. Okay. Okay. In fact, there were some, like Relic, for example, which is a movie mm-hmm. about dementia. And the end of the movie, the last 10 minutes, is so cool because the house becomes a labyrinth to represent what dementia does to a mind. Oh, oh that sounds interesting. But it takes about an hour and 45 minutes to get there, and there are no scares before that. <laughs> it's and really was, a sad story about taking care of your grandma. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as I said, that was, in my defense, this one was a midnight show, but I could not stay away for Wait, the life no, of me. No, you say midnight one. show. We talked about before how midnight could mean the like a category, and it can oh, mean a right, time. Oh, right, right, right. Um, this is an actual movie at midnight. It was an actual midnight. movie at midnight, and so I kept falling asleep because nothing was happening. Literally no. nothing was happening. Yeah. I'm so sensing a theme up. here of Emily falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> she did pretty think, good, and I, I didn't think, have much I pregnant. So, the, I think that's so 12 movies is actually like 11 and a quarter. But that one basically I self-edited. You know what I mean? So I was like, him and my husband were both like so bored out of their minds with that movie, and I was like, you're like, that was I so kept bad waking now. up for all the good stuff. They skipped right to the good like, stuff. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, this isn't that bad. <laughs> but what they do at Sundance for these horror films, it, it can't be a straightforward scary movie. It needs mm-hmm. to be something like there's an immigration story about, like there's one called His House, mm-hmm. where two Sudanese immigrants, they're in the UK and they are placed in a home just to see how they live there as uh, asylum seekers. And they can't leave this place. They're put there by the state and they literally can't leave. And it's haunted. They so can't leave it, they'll lose their citizenship. They'll lose their citizenship, and it's haunted. So they're like, "Get us out of here!" But we can't run away at the same time. Terrifyingly haunted. Yes, it's, it actually, was, really good creature designs. Yeah, his his house. One. His yeah. house. Is that yeah. one going to get and picked up? It'll be on Netflix. Yeah, oh, yeah. actually, it'll really soon. soon. Yeah. But that's not the only house movie. But we're going to talk about that in our favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was also like an Indonesian horror movie that's basically a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but in Indonesia. In a cursed village. Really yeah. cool lore in that one. Like, yeah. It, but the scares. But there's some you creepy a mile baby away, stuff in that like, one yeah. that I told you about, Joel. Remember? And being pregnant, I was a little like. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys want to hear about favorites? Yeah. Some yes, surprises yes. we had. Yeah. So let's, Emily, do you want to talk about Night House? And I can give the synopsis. Wait, so we have Night House and His House? Yeah, Yeah. it's a little confusing. A lot of house action here. All right. Into house? Are you wanting to yeah, so Night House stars Rebecca Hall as a widow who begins to uncover her recently deceased husband's disturbing secrets. So the last couple years with Sundance, they've been really great at at providing some great horror movies. Absolutely. So it's like we kind of go over the horror section each year and we're like, which one's going to be the next Hereditary or the Witch? Which one's going to be it? You know, so that's why we saw so many horror ones this year, because we were almost like, which one is it going to be? You know, and so for me, we're kind of debating. Maybe I think it's Night House. Maybe you think it's his house. One of the houses. Yeah, there's one of the I don't know which house I'd rather not stay in. Yeah. But um, for this one, like I saw it in the in the Egyptian theater in Park City, which was really cool. A midnight show that I I did fall asleep for a second. But there <laughs> okay, was this okay. jump scare that actually like lulled me awake like it did the character because it was so it's loud. It's the loudest scary movie we've ever <laughs> it was one seen. Of the scary Nighthouses. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was super effective. Um, like very, very creepy. There were jump scares, but there were there was like meaning behind the jump yeah. scares mm-hmm. but it was so, it was so loud. loud and it was like it just jerked me awake and then i was like okay movie you've got my attention i will not fall asleep again okay like, i now <laughs> have a baby in my arms <laughs> it scared me i, I just woke up and right there's a baby there. here <laughs> um yeah it was it was really intense rebecca hall gives a really fantastic performance rebecca hall what do we know her from the do we prestige, get like do we get synopses here uh, yeah i just Bale. did she's a widow who find, tries to find out more about her deceased husband oh, wait wait so wait what because i got the houses mixed up here did we his get house both? is a Sudanese immigrants uh, that have to stay in the house. Okay. Yes. Night House, her husband commits suicide. Yes. And she kind of is going through, she kind of starts getting haunted in the middle of the night. 
and then she kind of decides to like look more into his past just and, and just mm-hmm. to sell Nighthouse a little bit <laughs> okay they do this thing where there's like a, sh- a shadow something that's kind of following Rebecca Hall in this movie mm-hmm. and they mess with the architecture of it's the house really cool. where it looks like a shadow like or a, a face a profile and then all of a sudden the camera moves and it was just a pillar or a banister or something and you're like oh my word and yeah, obviously it is something watching right. her it's something in the room, but they actually make it reality based. And you know, it like how, how, kind of like in real life, how you're watching something, you're like, what is that? And you that? see something out of the corner of your eyes yeah, and you exactly. realize what it is. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's masterful, actually. Uh-huh. I love that. This was the one Sundance movie that I wanted, like, I needed more time with. Nighthouse like, 2. Nighthouse 2, yeah. <laughs> and Nightning. Well, there was like the a day lot house. of plot lines where you're like, I really think that there, like, there's so much more I want to know about this. But ever, whereas every other movie was like, this needs to be. 20 minutes shorter you know yes. but this one you it but then left you, you wanting yeah exactly <laughs> it left me wanting more for sure but and this I can't one, wait to see it again it was sold for 12 million and so we'll see this one by probably August or September of this well, year do you know who bought it like where it's gonna go I Searchlight don't. I think it was Searchlight oh, Disney Searchlight so it's gonna be not yeah. on Disney Plus yeah. but Hulu probably because <laughs> they don't Plus. dare put this kind of stuff no. on Disney Plus a little adult for Disney Plus I sure. think sure so. <laughs> so Emily did you want to talk about Promising Young Women or Shirley or both of them um Okay. Well, surely I feel like is the things to be said about it aren't family friendly, so I'm maybe I'm gonna skip that one. <laughs> oh, I'll just say this: it's about Shirley Jackson, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, Shirley Jackson. Yeah. Start. She wrote uh, novelist. The House on Haunted and or the ha- Haunting of Hill House. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wait, so, it's a movie about her. Yeah. yeah, it's a biopic. So it's a famous it's, horror writer finds inspiration for her next book after she and her husband take in a young couple, and it stars Elizabeth Moss as Shirley. Yeah, it's yeah. um, man. It's more about, I would almost compare it to like a Shakespeare in love type experience. Where it's like the experiences in the real life inspire the stories. Yes. Where it's kind of more like that. Um, and so I kind of thought it would be more of a stuffy like period piece, but it kind of, it kind of was told a little bit like Brooklyn, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like I, I thought it was really refreshing and Brooklyn really. Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Brooklyn? Brooklyn. <laughs> okay. Starring sure. Trisha Ronan. Yeah, basically Ronan. the same thing. But yeah. it was, you know, like it's about this young couple that moves into, moves into the house and um, she's like this recluse who's just totally rude. <laughs> and you kind of see it more from the couple's perspective than hers almost. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of about this bond that's kind of created between the young wife and Shirley. Okay. Hmm. And we'll leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then this isn't coming to Disney Plus. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think many of these movies will. Uh, Promising Young Women is a woman. young a woman. Oh, it's a woman. Singular. Just one. Yeah. Just Promising young, young Little Women. The rest of them are not, yeah. they're not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. A Promising Young Woman, trans, uh, traumatized by a tragic event in her past, seeks out vengeance against those who crossed her path. So this is kind of like people were um, Carrie Mulligan in this calling one. this the female yeah. Joker, if you will. You know? Okay. She, Which it will be widely accepted. Isn't that Harley Quinn? <laughs> Next show. <laughs> I mean, yeah, listen tomorrow. <laughs> um, no, so she she's basically she had this kind of tragedy happen in her past. You know, she dropped out of school, and you learn a little bit more about it as it goes on, and she kind of becomes this vigilante teaching men lessons about consent. Oh. <laughs> um, and I and I so going into so this it, is a lighthearted family fair. <laughs> Disney Plus actually this September. Surprisingly, I kind of went into it thinking it was going to be super super just dark, but it actually has a lot of elements of black comedy in it. So okay. like there's like a lot of it was really weird cuz early on I was hearing the audience laugh and I was just kind of like why are you guys laughing at this? This is this is but but it kind of plays into that a lot. And so it kind of um, walks this kind of tightrope line of like swinging between comedy and kind of horror in a way, you know? And, yeah. and so like it was really, so well it's not done. like, it's not like girl in the dragon tattoo 
dark. No, because like, no. it definitely has like this, like these parts of humor where you're almost like, I can't believe she would do this. And, and, and then there's actually kind of this romance that's kind of intertwined. I imagine like, like really I spit on though. your grave, but lighthearted. I actually haven't seen that. So okay. I, it's horrifying. Yeah. But it's awful. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, basically she gets revenge on everybody. Like some of the, I, I mean, early on, I kind of expected it to be a little more dark in a way. Cause like, I kind of thought it would be like, I don't know if I should spoil things or not. No, we'll leave, okay. we'll leave it there. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it's really good though. It was, it was really well made. And like, there were certain par- points though where I was like, not sure if certain decisions would pay off. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, that yeah. totally did. You know what I mean? And, and I, and it definitely made me feel like, a little sick to my stomach and then you kind of just had to go with it and see where it was going to take you. But I, I sounds like most Sundance movies. Yeah. A little bit. So one that was really mysterious came out of nowhere, like all of these, but it's called nine days. Mm -hmm. Uh, Synopsis is a sequel to Kevin Spacey's movie, right? Yeah. And it's the prequel to 28 days. And it's about the band who wrote the one hit wonder story of a girl. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to that one. Story of a girl. (laughs) Actually, it was one of my first albums that I ever bought, like in junior high. One hit wonder, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But they have a song called Emily, just so you know. Okay. Well, two hit wonder apparently. (laughs) Uh, So this one is a reclusive man conducts a series of interviews with human souls for a chance to be born. What? This is the weirdest freaking movie. What? All you should know, never watch a trailer of this movie. Just watch it when it finally comes out because I walked into this one as a total surprise. One of the things I love about Sundance is not knowing, not seeing a trailer. And you have Winston Duke who plays the father on Us. He's also M'Baku in Black Panther. Okay. okay. And he is this very just um, straightforward, no-nonsense guy that are, he watches like mm-hmm. 12 TVs in his house. And they're on the wall. They're old like old like Video switch dial TVs and you'll like record them on VHS and you see people live their lives from their own perspectives too. Yeah. And it's all POV and you're like, what is going on here? And the movie is full of exposition. That's the whole movie. Mm -hmm. But what he is doing is this is before anyone is born. He screens them for nine days. And so he'll interview six people roundabout to have the How chance. How much can a newborn do in nine days? Well, that's the thing. They're they're like Tony Hill, who played Buster in Arrested Development, Bill right. Skarsgård, who played Pennywise, mm-hmm. um, and let's see, um, so, what's her, what's the Beast, who is yeah. a Joker. Yeah. Are they playing it's themselves? Incredibly interesting. <laughs> hmm. No, they're like, mm. hey, I don't really know anything, but They've we're just going to have this conversation. They want to they have their chance at life. And he'll give them real world scenarios and say, well, how would you act in this scenario? And they'll be like this and this, and he'll be like, okay. Uh, you're not right. So it's for like a it's a job this. interview to come to Earth. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah, that, that's fascinating. Is there it music is. in it? Music? Uh, yeah, it's I've actually seen Saturday's morning <laughs> from somewhere before. There you go. I've heard your voice before. Yeah, it is about that premortal existence. <laughs> the, the theology is a little, you know, different. But at the same time, you don't see movies like this. Yeah. You just don't. It was don't. really, really unique. And it's not even hard to follow. What like, was that one called again? It's called Nine, Nine Days. Days. Nine Days, okay. And it's stunningly beautiful. Is this going to be released? Is this bought? It, I yeah, I believe so. I would hope so. I, it was it was my favorite movie of the festival. Yeah, it's amazing. It's my favorite movie as well. Did it get a lot of buzz? Yeah. Yeah. For it acting did, it, especially. It did win one of the awards at the mm-hmm. awards show, just barely. I can't remember which one. So did Tesla, by the way. So did Tesla. Yeah. What? I think, but yeah. can I just say that Ethan Hawke was on the jury? So that's a little <laughs> bit like, <laughs> He's like, one vote. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this one was my favorite too. It was it was incredibly unique, incredibly beautiful, honestly. And and as someone who is nine and a half months pregnant, <laughs> I, it made ten me, now. By the way, <laughs> ten now is weird. Been a long baby. <laughs> yeah, 
it made me cry and Zob just like being like, it's so this great that we had a chance to come to Earth and my baby's going to be No, it was filmed in Utah? It was, yeah. Yeah, it was. It, so salt it was filmed on the salt flats. Hmm. But it was really a beautiful celebration of life. Totally. But also like the thing too that he kind of didn't mention is he, he watches these videos over and over again almost to like pick apart his own choices. Like, did I make the right choice with this person? Like, I don't know if they didn't really deserve yeah. it, you know, it's because he doesn't want to make a mistake again because he just like, so he wants to be so careful with each person that he picks, you know, that yeah. he's like, okay, I got to, he's like a guardian angel lives, that can't really sure. affect someone's life. It mm-hmm. just kind of screens as it goes and takes notes. Yeah. Wow. It's so interesting. It was really, really fascinating and really beautiful. And I think the last one we should mention is like the biggest uh, selling movie in Sundance history by 69 cents. Very appropriate (laughs) for these guys. Yeah. Nice. It's uh, Palm Springs, which was made by Andy Samberg and his Lonely Island gang, basically. Mm -hmm. And so the synopsis is, when carefree Niles and reluctant maid of honor Sarah have a chance encounter at a Palm Springs wedding, things get complicated as they are unable to escape the venue themselves or each other. Groundhog Day. This is a Groundhog Day concept. Oh. Which I have to Wait, how much did it sell for then? 17.5 17.5 million plus 69 cents. <laughs> Just to, they honestly, like I, I, yeah. I watched the interview with Andy Sandberg about it and he said they came up with this offer, the amazing offer. And they told us it's the highest offer that we've ever gotten at Sundance. And they said it was like 5 a.m. We were kind of wired and we said, what if we do like, a, you know, a dollar more? And it's like, what if we do 69 cents more? And they're like, yes. <laughs> so like this 5 a.m. bro movement. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> I have to say like when I, you know, I follow the buzz throughout the festival to kind of find out like, okay, which movies do I need to try and see? I heard early on that this had this Groundhog Day concept because it didn't really come across that way from the Sundance's preview page. Yeah, the explanation, sure. But yeah, it just seemed like more of a conventional romantic comedy. And once I heard that it kind of had this Groundhog Day concept, I was like, oh, can people just come up with something original already? I think that if you... So wait, did you guys watch this though? Yes. We did, You yeah. did, okay. I feel like if you kind of have to compare your movie to another movie to explain the plot, that's never like a great thing. It's not. You know? But it's also how we relate things. It's true. But so I was, I was, well, I'm just saying like I was, I was pretty disappointed when I heard that. However... They are great. It's a great movie because they do a couple of things to differentiate from it where it almost feels more like a spiritual sequel yes. to Groundhog Day than like a remake of it. That's good. Right. Yeah. Um, for example, he doesn't like to like he. So you guys well liked into, it. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Was, you liked the Andy really Sandberg charming. movie. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> Hold on. Let me take a picture of this. <laughs> take a picture of me going, fine. You with Andy Sandberg. I liked it. <laughs> um, for one thing, he he's well into the time loop. You don't see him like discovering it. Like yeah, there's no do. like, wait, it's the same day again. He's yeah. like, I hate my life. I'm back again. He's but like, obviously, I don't know how to get out of this. This is one of those time loop and situations. He's been seen. there. And spoiler alert, probably thousands of times at this point. He has gone nuts at mm-hmm. this point and he is there to just mess with this wedding day and everyone hates weddings already mm-hmm. and so this is the worst possible day to repeat and there are other elements that twist the format the Groundhog Day format enough to make this totally worth watching I think it's okay to say one of them which is that he kind of sucks her into it yeah so like it's so it's two people experience the same day so you're sure it's not like learning. live marry repeat repeat something like that <laughs> live die Kinda, repeat except for the marry <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah they're at a wedding right yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of more mirrors relationships and marriage in a way, you know, of the monotony of kind of going through, but having someone to do it with makes it better, you know? Yeah. And it's it's crazy because there's depth here. This is a mm-hmm. crass comedy a lot of the time. Yeah. And you're like, oh, Andy Samberg being in his normal movies again. Mm-hmm. But near the end, you're like, 
wow, there's layers to this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christine Miliotti. Kristen Miliotti, who was the mother on How I Met Your Mother. That was one of the reasons why I really wanted to see this. Is the shining star of this movie. She's great. I hated that ending. I know, yeah, but, but she's still. she's great. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's like, the reason I hate the ending that's is because we liked too, her. Because she was so great. She's so, so, your mother. so dynamic yeah. in this movie. In mm-hmm. fact, this is this should be a star-making performance. I hope so. Because she, she was great. And they had really good chemistry. Yeah. So it was like, it was really fun. And J.K. Cinnamon. He Simmons, shows up as well. He shows up as well. And Never a bad thing. Yeah. It's hilarious. So yeah, but yeah go Get see this Spider-Man. One. None, of, none of these were a quality for me. The Sundance goggles were actually. I would say nine days is close to an A minus or A. I mean, I, I gave it a nine out of ten. Okay, highest I gave was a B plus. Mm-hmm. So, but I I thought that was really beautiful. I like that you do the numbers. It makes me happy. I know. Stop <laughs> it! You're gone. Get out of here. <laughs> so, what were the biggest like the biggest winners at Sundance? The ones that got the biggest buzz are these these ones as well, or were the ones that you guys didn't include? I would say it's Palm Springs. Nine Days got a lot, but then there's one called Minari, mm-hmm. and it stars Steven Yoon. Uh, from the Walking Dead fame. So the synopsis is a Korean family moves to Arkansas to start a farm Arkansas. in the 1980s. And yeah, this one got the grand jury. It would have been jury. horrible if you guys had said Kansas and yeah, Arkansas. Yeah. It would have Arkansas. ruined the whole movie. It's got Kansas in the name. So it got the audience <laughs> vote and the grand jury, which makes it, it's kind of like getting best picture and best director at the same time at the Oscars. Like mm-hmm. this is the one that you should be seeing at some point. So unless like the director up. gets into trouble, like Birth of a Nation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is the one that they'll push t- more towards Oscar season because it's a very touching movie. Okay. Whereas Andy Samberg's probably coming out in the next month summer. or two. Yeah, I probably summer because it just feels like a fun summer movie okay yeah total summer movie yeah okay but that, that's pretty much it i mean yeah like we said uh, over around a dozen movies both of us and emily's about to have her baby right now so <laughs> i should probably let her know. go to the hospital <laughs> okay and uh yeah so that's it but we will see you guys um tomorrow for our next big review what Woo-hoo. yeah I will not fall asleep again. Okay, like, I now have a baby in my arms. <laughs> <laughs> it scared me. I, I just woke up and there's a baby there. here. <laughs>